Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's amazing it's been a year, but that's how long it's been. It's been a year since George Floyd's murder and how it impacted the country. It impacted really conversations. It impacted a lot of things, and it's been a year. It's a year that's gone by. This country's been through a lot in that year, and yet a year later, as we talked about earlier in the show, guys, I asked the question again, is not just, you know, how far have we come as a question, not a statement, but also how much further we have to go. So where do we go from here is what I always ask once we reach that point where we all have each other's attention. Where do we go from here? You just keep you just keep plugging away, right? Progress. You just keep making the, the necessary steps to move forward. Um, you don't backtrack. You don't give up because there is continued hope that things will get better, but they're going to get better in time. I mean, you, you can go back as, as, as far as you want in history. Things, a little bit. Big step forward, small step backwards. Small step forward, big step backwards. And that's where it's going to be. It's just going to continue. The conversations are going to continue to go. We got the attention now. Let's keep it on. Well, that's Let's the keep thing, that right? attention on. Let's not lose sight. I'm sorry, Keith. But isn't that the thing? It's it's the re- no regression at this point, right? We've and I, I hate saying we've come so far, but I kind of feel yeah. like from that from that moment, there has been a lot more of a reaction. As I mentioned earlier in the show, there's there's a lot fewer people that are unaffected. No longer are there spectators that look like me. They became also part of it, saying enough is enough, right? Like Whoa. something needs to change. And so you don't want that regression where we st- now we go back. There is no go back. It's only going forward. It has to. It has to stay it, that yeah. way. And but, sports but, has been in the middle of it from the start. It can do that with people like you continuing to acknowledge that maybe you weren't as in tune with right. it before, but now that you are, so acknowledging wrongdoing – and look, it's, to give you a basketball analogy, you turn teams over by applying pressure, by applying pressure. And the more people that are aware that can apply pressure, the better off we all will be. Because then all of a sudden you set a different standard. Mm-hmm. Right Before that standard was passive, things would happen. It would have a little bit of a blurb in the media here or there. And then it would go on because everybody yep. go back to their daily lives. Not yep. now. And, no, and, and on top now. of that, check your – not necessarily your friends – but people that are look like you yep. that sit that that think they could say or do or whatever, and you sit there and act like you didn't even hear, like, yeah, no, yeah, you, no, or, you or check you them say, at the door. That's just how it is. No, 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 no like you check anymore. them at the door. Yeah, it can't immediately. Be like, that like, and 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 as I've always said, I said this to a friend that 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 was a friend of mine for a very long time, and and throughout this whole process, he wasn't quite understanding, and I simply said. Either you with me, and you understand what I'm saying, and you get it, or you over there with them. Mm. And if that's the case, then I get it. Not a big deal. You revealed who you are to me and my family and to everybody that I surround myself with. It's simple and plain. Either you with me or you not. There's no other way with it because going back and not continuing to try to go forward, it's not an option. No, Even to the point, I'm going to cut you, but even to the point where – the Washington football team had issues going on with their ownership group that their owner said, no, 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 enough. Part of their ownership group said, we can't continue to go down this way with these problems that we're having internally 
and everything else that's going on in the country, because guess what it's getting ready to do? It's getting ready to affect my household and everything that I stand for. So now, finally, I woke up and I see this, and now I have to address it. Right, and as we continue this conversation on the eve again of the one-year anniversary, George Floyd's murder, NBA Social Justice Coalition, they released a statement Monday uh, calling on the U.S. Senate to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act as a way to honor the memory of Floyd and, and others who have been victims to police brutality. Somebody that is part of that uh, National Basketball Social Justice Coalition, Lloyd Pierce, the former Atlanta Hawks coach, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, uh, Lloyd. Can you you were at the, you were front and center with this uh, in calling for police reform. So can you tell us about the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act and how it's gotten to the Senate floor? Uh, good morning to you guys, and thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I, I would I would be lying if I told you I knew all of the steps throughout politics of how it got there and, and, and uh, the importance of it from the legislative standpoint. That I do know. I know it's important. Um, I know there's been a huge push by a lot of groups in, in addition to the NBA and our social justice coalition. Um, one thing I'll say, though, that I think is really important is um, you're seeing how important um, reform is. You're seeing how important legislation is. And unfortunately, it took an incident like what we witnessed last year at this time um, to remind people who aren't very familiar in the political landscape of things how important legislation is. I, I was listening to you guys speak uh, because when I when I spoke out uh, last year and I spoke at a protest and, and a rally and started speaking on TV with regards to the Coaches Association, uh, I got the same response from friends, from family, uh, from people I didn't know. Uh, I got the same response from a lot of white people uh, about, you know, what can I do? I didn't know. And you spend a lot of time just trying to figure out, like, well, what do you tell them? And, you know, a lot of people were just ignorant to the fact. Some people were, were blind to the fact that there were so many racist issues that existed, so many discrimination issues that existed. What, what I've learned more and more is, is how important legislation is. Um, because we'll, we'll continue and we have continued to go through some of the same pain and hurt that we felt last year at this time. And none of that will change or go away until we understand how to really dive into it from a legislative standpoint. But I'll take a minute to explain it then for you, and I apologize for setting you up that way. The, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, it would ban chokeholds and qualified immunity for law enforcement while creating national standards for policing uh, in a bid to, to bolster uh, accountability. Though so it passed the U.S. House of Representatives in March with bipartisan support now pending in the Senate. So that's that's where that is right now. Looking back, uh, you mentioned all the different people you talked to. You were in Atlanta with the Hawks. How how important of a role did the city of Atlanta play uh, in pushing this conversation we're having even today, a year later, forward? Well, I think, you know, I think the one thing that, that has to always go and be, can be stated when you when you speak about this, um, there are a lot of groups in every, in every major city, um, a lot of local groups, the ACLU, the NAACP, uh, there's so many local and grassroots organizations that have continued and have always fought for uh, issues like this, like the George Floyd uh, policing bill, 
like qualified immunity, like banning chokeholds, like having national standards of transparency and accountability. Those groups have been fighting for this for a long time. And I think what we've done uh, here in the city of Atlanta in conjunction with those groups, in partnership with those groups and everywhere else, is we were able to amplify their messaging. We were able to amplify everything that they have been fighting for because of our platform, because of the resources that we have, because of the networks that we have. Uh, but I think, you know, for, for us, when I was here with the Hawks, uh, the biggest thing I thought we did was to, to, to get ahead of the voting um, process, to be able to open up State Farm Arena, arena and allow Fulton County residents uh, the access to vote um, was really important because it sparked really our entire league. It sparked a lot of other sports leagues to do the same and increase the access to vote for a lot of people who were struggling with that. As you continue to see here in the state of Georgia, the vote is continually suppressed, and that's just a whole other issue. Um, but that was probably the biggest factor I thought that we had here in the sports world in the, in the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Lloyd, personal question here for you, because obviously you had a ton on your plate with being at the forefront of this conversation in Atlanta. How did you balance yep. what you were doing trying to push legislation and the conversation forward while also dealing with your team and the results that you were getting on the court? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting question. It's a good question. It's a really interesting question. We're in the middle of the pandemic, Jay, and uh, – you know, the word that was used often at this time last year was essential. You know, go where it's essential. Uh, everyone needed to be sheltered in. Everyone needed to be smart. Everyone needed to be safe. You need to wear a mask. Uh, go to the store if you need essential items. And so when this happened, there, there were a ton of events, if you remember that week. This was the same event where the, 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 the man in New York at the park was bird-watching uh, he was, you know, that incident occurred that same week. It was, it was almost like a week of outrage if you were a black man. And so for me, it was essential that I speak up and it was essential that I dive in because I was hurt and I knew a lot of other black men that were hurt as well, in addition to the black community. And then eventually the world was hurt. Um, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't difficult for me because you know, I, I, I'm a coach because I love helping players get better, and, and, and I'm really challenged in that. And, you know, as a coach, you have to think about what they become, not what they are right now all the time. And, and I truly believe that. But I think more importantly, as a coach, you have to lead. And for me, this was just another form of leadership um, because it wasn't just it, the results of what we're going through. If anything changes, it really won't impact us and generation that much it's about what's next for my daughters for your kids for your family and next in the future generation um but it was important and it was essential for 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 all of us to stand up and to show leadership at that time especially if you were an african-american man in this country and you were hurt lloyd do you feel like you got dealt a bad hand because while you were doing all this uh, obviously, Nate McMillan then becomes the head coach. You get let go, and now they're in the playoffs. No, you know, I, I mean, you've been around this business long enough. Um, you know, it's just how it works. It, it's, it's, um, you know, I have a job to do, and I have to meet the expectations uh, that come with that job. And if someone 
feels that that's not the case. They have to do what's best for the organization. Um, I, I think every coach, you know, there's a few exceptions, but I think every coach has been through this. I, I was doing NBA TV uh, a few weeks back, and, and Terry Stotts had got his 400th win or something like that. And he says, man, I remember after my first two years in Atlanta, I didn't know if I'd get 100. Hmm. I was like, hmm. he must be talking about right now. Um <laughs> So you, you understand, like, I'm not the only person that's ever been let go. Am I, fr- you know, was I frustrated at the time competitively? Am I pissed off? Yeah. Uh, but that's the nature of the business. Like, I've learned so much since I've been out about myself. You self-reflect and you go through what what you should have done better, What you, you know, what you were really good at, what your leadership style was that you didn't know before. Like, all of that, I'm a better and I'm a better coach. I hate the fact that, you know, I didn't get to see it through, but I understand the business. Yeah. C- coach, what can these leagues, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NFL, what can they do to continue to push forward and show more progress in this situation? Well, I think every city uh, we have, every sports team has a huge impact in every city that they're in. And, and, and when we when we started with the coaches association, that was our focus. Um, you know, I was appointed the chair of the, the coaches for racial justice uh, with all of our head coaches. And the first thing I said that I think we're capable of doing is finding a local and grassroots organization in our city, connecting with them, and helping to amplify the messaging. Uh, every city has a different focal point of what's going on. You know, the issues that are going on here in Atlanta with voter suppression. Uh, are going on in Salt Lake City. So Quinn doesn't have to deal with voter suppression in Salt Lake City, but I'm sure he's got other things that he can work on. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's the most important thing. Um, we are professionals uh, in fighting for, for fighting against injustices and inequality, but there are people in our cities that are already doing it, and we can really help amplify it. We can really join forces, and we can push the needle a little bit more than they probably can uh, if it's something that we think helps our community, helps our city, I think it's important that we continue to do that. That's what the coalition is doing with the NBA that I'm on, that committee. Uh, we're just trying to do it at a federal level. And so statement that you guys referenced earlier is really pushing this George Floyd bill uh, at the federal level. This is really about changing legislation. And next that's coming up is the John Lewis voting rights bill, changing legislation, because that truly is what's going to um, – really get to the core of the solutions on some of these problems. We're talking with Lloyd Pierce, the former Hawks coach, also a member of the NBA Social Justice Coalition. Um, you know, we, 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 we get this all the time when it comes to whether it's sports talk radio, whether it's just sports media, and that is when we discuss these things, it's how does that, what does that have to do with sports? Why does that have to be part of sports? So if I asked you why is this, why is remembering George Floyd, why is discussing you know, uh, the racial issues in this country, equality and all those things. Why is this a sports story in your mind? Well, it's it's about opportunity. um, And it's about representation. Um, In the the basketball world, which I'm familiar, and most of you guys are, there's over 70, almost 80% uh, of the players are African-American. And, you know, I think every player every sports, every professional athlete will tell you, you know, if given the opportunity, when given the opportunity, 
it, it's an opportunity to change a life, to change their, their the, the course of their family from a financial perspective, but really just fulfilling their, their hopes and dreams. Um, this black man was killed, and since he has been killed at the, at the hands of law enforcement, there's been 225 other people that have been killed in the past year since George Floyd's death. And, and actually, there's only six days in this country since March, May 25th of last year where a person wasn't killed by law enforcement. And so those opportunities were taken from, from people in our country. And, you know, in our, in our business, in our profession, opportunity is everything. As Jay alluded to, you know, I had an opportunity to be a head coach. It was everything for me. Um, and so you fight for those who you, you realize, if given the opportunity, what could they have become? And, and, and that's important to us because a lot of the players in our league come from backgrounds that we're seeing. Uh, being underserved and, 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 and really discriminated against. We come from those areas. We come from those communities. And so we're, you know, we made it financially and, and with the opportunity, but that doesn't mean there aren't people we fight for. And so it's not a sports thing. It's just a humanity thing. It's a human rights thing. Uh, it's important for us to use our, refer- our, our resources, our power, our positioning to help others, to help the communities we came. Uh, so that everyone at least gets an opportunity. And, and that's really what's most important. And it's important that we represent that. I, it was important for me as a black head coach uh, to show young black men and women that in this position, I am more than a coach. I, I really try and represent everyone. I try and help who I think I can help. And I need people to see that. I need young black men and women to see that. And Lloyd, while we have you, I've got to ask you if, if what you your takeaways from the game one of Knicks Hawks and Trey Young's performance at the Garden. You know, it's it's what Trey does. Um, you know, I think the team. I, I have a hard time seeing New York beat Atlanta. I think the team is healthy at the right time. Atlanta, that is. I, I think they have scoring options starting. I think they have scoring options off the bench with Lou, Lou uh, Williams, Kevin Herter, uh, and and you know. Any game is close. You always ask your best player uh, to be capable of, of creating a shot and creating a shot to win it. And, and that's what Trey is to Atlanta. And, and he's done that a million times since day one. I think our very first preseason when I was coaching, we played San Antonio. Comes down and he hits like a 30, 40 foot bomb at the, at the, you know, at the, at the buzzer to win the game. We're playing at Georgia Tech. So that, he's not shy at the moment at all. And so uh, really happy for the organization, happy for him. I think he, 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 this is an opportunity to really help him mature and grow as a player. Uh, but they got a really good team. And, and I, I think for me, I think they're the favorites to win that series. Uh, but, no, you know, and, and, and like what, when Jay asked me, for me coaching is about, you know, playing seeds, being competitive with the guys, and, and really trying to fulfill that vision. Uh, but you also have to understand, as a coach, you, you understand this part of the business. And for me, I'm just happy for those guys that they were getting the moment that we talked about. Okay. Sucks that I'm not with it, but it's just kind of the nature of it. I feel you on that, LP. I, I need to ask you, because I know you are obviously around the team each and every day, and I, I know how relentless you are in breaking down tape and talking about the strengths and weaknesses of players. So now with you being kind of an analyst and being on NBA TV and doing what you're doing, Tell me how you would stop Trey Young. How do the Knicks stop Trey Young? How what adjustments do they need to make, Lloyd? 
Yeah, you know, and I think it's it's similar to what you're saying with Portland and 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 Denver. You know, there's been a lot made about trying to make Jokic be a scorer, not so much a facilitator. You do you you know at, at this level you have to you have to concede something. At the end of the day, the team is going to score 100 points on you defensively, right? Like, you know, however great your defense is, you still just gave up 100. I think you have to do that with all great players. And for 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 New York and, and playing Atlanta, you know, it starts with Trey, and you have to a either limit his touches completely, like you saw the other day. Uh, I'm trying to think of what game that was where they were just denying someone all over the place. Uh, well, you just you either just him out of the game completely and deny him the basketball, or you you, you figure he's either going to be a facilitator tonight, or we're just going to force him to be a scorer. But he can't score thirty and get ten assists and play and pick and roll all game, and and just really collapse your defense. You got to take something away, whether it's switching every pick and roll and saying throw it to Clint Capella all night, uh, or you know, just being ultra-aggressive and making others have to beat you. But I think you have to really come up with something to concede. He's going to do something well. we got to take away everything else. And it's either to really take away his facilitating and make him be a scorer. Mm. One thing you know, Tom Thibodeau was probably up till 4 a.m. watching film coming up with exactly yeah. that plan for game two. There's no doubt about it. Lloyd, we appreciate your insight. Oh, yeah, we appreciate your insight and obviously uh, uh, for uh, all the information you gave us and, of course, for the time. Thank you so much. All right. You guys take care. Thanks, Lloyd. Lloyd appreciate Pierce you. On the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. And, yes, that, that's what I said, Jay. Go ahead, Trey Young. Take those 40-footers. Yeah. Take them. Yeah. Just go ahead. And, 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 and turn it into a situation where other players on his team are like, I'm not getting enough touches. Like, what's going on? Yeah, let them be cold. Right, exactly. Let them be cold. Let them get frustrated. Let, let Trey Young score 40 or 50. I don't care. Limit the 10 other assists, you know, triple-double. Like, yeah, you score. I just got to keep you out of the paint and let you shoot those 35-footers. Exactly. That's okay with me. And if you hit five of them, God bless you. Yes. But not every, nobody else is going to get into rhythm. I'm with you because the way you guys another. defended that pick and roll, abysmal. Not really good. Abysmal. Not good. How did Frank Nilakina do in that last possession? Yeah. Not good. He will not be in tonight's game. All Tomorrow's right. game. We shall see. Move along. All right. That's too much basketball for Keyshawn. So, a Super Bowl too champion. No, too much Knicks. Who says Julio Jones, <laughs> never enough Knicks. And Aaron Rodgers can learn something from the NBA. You can learn something. From the NBA, we'll discuss that Don't next. Point KJZ, please, yes, you, and you, yeah. you're the problem. Spoke <laughs> to a team source who said the Packers have engaged with Aaron Rodgers and his representatives, and they will continue to try to do so. We want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that. We'll continue to work at it each and every day. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sports Center right now, Aaron Rodgers speaks. His issue with the Packers, not about Jordan Love. It's about character and culture and the people and the right way. He said all this Monday night in appearance on Sports Center to commemorate Kenny Maine's final show on ESPN. To the ice we go. If you were a Penguins fan and you watched this game, your team dominated. Hold this L. Islanders defeat the Penguins 3-2 in double overtime. Josh Bailey with the game winner. Here's the call on the Islanders radio network. Here a turnover chance for Bailey and alone. Shoot, he scores! Josh Bailey has won it in overtime. Islanders win it 3-2. They take a three games to two series lead and will have a chance to close out the Penguins Wednesday night at the Coliseum in game six. Chris King on the call, and he is still somewhere in the atmosphere. But why not? A big win. Ilya Sorokin, the rookie goalie, 48 saves. If you're a, if you're a Penguins fan, you're not going to like this either. The Islanders have an 11-1 series record all time when leading three games to two in a best of seven. The Lakers and Suns, they play tonight. Game two, NBA playoffs continue. And they are planning a moment of silence in honor of George Floyd. Today marks one year since Floyd's murder. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth, good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hunt in for Zubin with more than 30 unique coverage options available. Progressive knows small business. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I made reference to this, but let's get back to it. Teddy Bruschi joined us earlier in the show. And as we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and we're talking about Julio Jones, and Julio Jones now making it clear he's out of there Mm. uh, in Atlanta, Bruschi said that Julio should be on the phone with A.A. Ron. I would say wherever Aaron Rodgers ends up. (laughs) That's what I would say. So, I mean, this is it. So if I'm Aaron and I know where I'm going, which it's possible that he does know where he's going right now because his agent's probably working the phones behind the scenes, all of that stuff, I don't know. But I'd be on the phone recruiting and not through social media saying, come to my team and all this stuff. But like calling Julio, like, hey, man, this is what I got planned. 
I mean, you come with me, we'll form our own little super offense, man, and we'll get this going. So if I was Julio, I'd be on the phone with Aaron. Players can talk, and it's like, what are you thinking? This is what I'm thinking. Can we work it out? That sounds very NBA, doesn't it? it Yeah. That sounds very NBA. And that's what we asked the question is how, like, what, what teams would have enough assets to acquire both guys? At this point, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing if you did before free agency, you got cap space, and maybe, but now? I think teams that are interested in Aaron Rodgers could probably get Julio. Julio Jones is not going for a one. I mean, he's 32 years old. Really? I mean, that's, you know, you, you, as I said before, they try to get rid of you at 30. They don't try to extend you at yeah. 30. That's just not what the league – the league doesn't do that. Uh I think you could probably get him for a couple picks, right? You can get him for a second and a third or maybe a three and a four or a four and a two. I mean, but for somebody to give up their first-round pick to have a guy who's had a history of injuries here lately, and he's as great 30, as he 32, is, yeah. 32 years yeah. old, it's just it's hard for me to see where a team says, we're going to give up a first-round pick for a 32-year-old wide receiver that has had a history of, of injuries five years ago, you give him two ones. So they're not going to be together. Not together, yeah. No, that's, no, that's far, yeah, far fetched, that. obviously. But it's interesting that that again, Teddy would bring that up because it sounds like such an NBA thing to do, but it's a lot harder to do in the NFL. But still, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Dennis in Delaware, he has a team that he thinks could pull it off. Dennis, yes, guys, thanks for taking my call. It's the Miami Dolphins, and I don't disagree with some of the landing spots that Key mentioned before. But I think uh, Julio Jones could be traded to the Dolphins for Devontae Parker. Now, Devontae's 28 years old. He's six foot three, 215 pounds, the exact same size as Julio. Um, he can be, Devontae could be productive in the right system. And the Dolphins would be getting an Alabama guy. Uh, they love Alabama guys. And the Dolphins have extra picks next year. They have an extra number uh, round three pick and an extra round four pick. So package Devontae some picks to Atlanta. Now that's step one. Now step two would then be get on the phone with Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, Aaron, you know, we got Julio Jones. And then make the deal with Tua and a, and a couple of first-round picks to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. And then you got the Miami Dolphins have Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, and they are contending Super Bowl. Real Dolphin fan right there. I mean, for sure a Dolphin fan. He done put a Dennis, whole scenario dream together. I respect it, though. It That's out, what fans man. do. It's his team. He's trying to get them to the next level. Now, when you think about it, uh, you know, he it, it it would be good to see him in Miami, but it, the Dolphins get – I mean, it's just – it's just, a lot. It's a lot to try to To try to, to compare the two, though – Julio Jones, again, remember, he missed seven games last year, right? So, like, the numbers yeah. are not comparable at all. All right, so Parker entered the league in 2015. 4,200, just about over 4,200 receiving yards, 22 touchdowns. Julio Jones at over 8,500 receiving yards and 34 Since fifteen, Since 2015. Wow. Well, since that's when Parker entered the league. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, is that is that value for no. the Falcons? That's why I said he's dreaming. <laughs> like, that's a dream. He slept that night how can Dolphins get to the yeah. Super Bowl? I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Stephen like A. Dreaming. Stay off the weed. They, they, they had the same numbers last year, and, and Julio Jones played like four less games. Yeah, yeah it's not it, 
certain five situations, last games. Five last. Okay. certain situations just don't work. I, I like Julio Jones. Be honest with you, I like him at the Raiders. Uh, you got Henry Ruggs up there that can lift the coverage. You got Waller at the tight end position. I like him in San Francisco. They're not going to trade for him, no. They're not going to give in that within the conference. I don't see him doing it, and I don't know what San Francisco have in terms of assets to give back to him. Um, Ravens. The Ravens make a lot of. The Ravens seem to make. The Ravens seem to make a lot of sense if they could fit the numbers under the salary cap. He's due about sixteen million dollars of guaranteed money from whoever this year. They got to pay him. And then his cap number, obviously, over the next couple of years, are in the $20 million uh, range on cap. So, look, if, if I'm him, though, right now in my career, I'm just looking to go to a, a team that I can win a championship with. We'll figure out the money. We'll figure that out. But I, I want to go to a team that I feel like I can win a championship right, so with. So, maybe Don and Dallas – no, um, I'm not going to Dallas. Don in Dallas might suggest here. Don. Yes, like seriously. Hey, what's going on? How we doing, Don? What up, Don? Where's your doing good. Go? What's up, Keith? What's up, Enjoyed man? you while you was here. Appreciate um, it. I know you guys are talking about Aaron Rodgers, but I want to talk about the Julio Jones thing. Um, Julio Jones to Dallas for Amari Cooper and a couple of picks. Amari uh, Cooper can't play well at home for whatever – or on the road for whatever reason. Um it's homie though on the road, whatever, one of the two. He plays good on one, away either at home, but numbers are bad. And I think it would be a better fit for that and get him a better chance to win. They just paid Amari Cooper, so that's not going to work. Mm. They just gave Amari Cooper a bunch of money a year ago, so that's not going to work. And and Amari Cooper's not bad. I mean, Cooper's fine. I don't know why people got a problem with yeah, Amari Cooper. I noticed that. I mean, he had, some dro- he had a case of the dropsies over the last couple of years to right. a degree, but Amari Cooper's a hell of a receiver, mm-hmm. man. He really mm-hmm. is good. I mess with him. So now, as far one. as the asking price for Julio Jones goes, right? Like you said, you're not getting the first, right? You're not getting. You're not getting a first years round old. pick. There have been 11 wide receivers traded for at least one first round pick in the last 25 years. You got Stephon Diggs, good. Odell Beckham, good. You mentioned Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Deion Branch, Randy Moss, Peerless Price, Joey Galloway, and. Our very own Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, there's a couple of dudes on that list I wouldn't have given up picks for. In that group me. of 11, by the way, <laughs> the oldest at the time of the trades, Moss was 28, Galloway was 28. Remember, Jones turned, so four years turned 32 years old in February. So, again, out of these, you said you were going through some of those names. Yeah, you wouldn't have just, done it? Like, done which one? No, some saying, of those players? Yeah, some of those names. Yeah, I wouldn't. Dallas, I don't know what Dallas was doing when they took Roy Williams. That didn't even make a whole lot of sense. Jerry mm-hmm. was reaching for that one. Diggs, well worth it. Diggs was worth well it. Worth Brandon it. Bean got yep. that right. But, you know, he got that right, and it didn't – It didn't. the interesting thing is at the same time, Arizona Cardinals got fleeced for DeAndre Hopkins, or Houston, better yet, got fleeced for DeAndre Hopkins. Right. And then Minnesota hit pay dirt with Brandon Bean. It worked out for both of them. They were able to get Jefferson, and they got digs, and they were able to get to the playoffs where you look at the situation with some of these other dudes. It's like, no, it didn't work out. How would the first-round pick work out uh, for Keyshawn Johnson? For me personally? Well, how did that trade work out? I think it worked out out great for for me. I I don't know Jet fans. I mean, they they can say what they want. It worked out wonderful for me. What do you say, Evan? Was that a good trade, Evan, a first-round pick? Well, it wasn't one. Don't shortchange me. I mean, we, it was two. Two, two first-rounders? <laughs> yeah, two ones. Y'all got two, two ones, ones out of it. I, I truly believe the best Jets team of, of my lifetime is the 2000 Jets, which started out 
uh, six and one, and then and then faltered or five and one, faltered down the stretch. If that team had key, they would have been a Super Bowl contender. If that team had key, maybe Bill Parcells stays, and and they're in the hunt for the Super Bowl. So it did not work out. He traded me. And then right, he wanted he, to come coach me in Tampa. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed then he that traded works. back for me to Dallas. Well, let me get you <laughs> out of here mistake. as I get out of here. John Abraham, by the way. John Abraham, Anthony Beck. Yeah, I was, that's why I was checking is, is who was the second one. I know Abraham was one. Beck was that, I mean, they were good, fine. Abraham pick. was a good yeah. pick. Yeah, They were good picks. Abraham's the last pass yeah, they were. They were good. They, they, nothing was wrong with it. I mean, I got everything I wanted out of the deal, and they got what they and wanted the out of the deal. Still are waiting the, for So the Jets had those four first-rounders. The other one, the third one, came from New England. A lot of times. For, for Belichick. So that's yeah. a combined seven Super Bowls that were won by the Jets trading those draft picks. But the thing is, is a lot of Competent times when you, when, you yeah. move, when you move players. Or not. People think you move players because of they're too expensive or they're this, and you could just replace them. You yeah. may be able to replace the statistical numbers. But not everything that they bring to the table. Well, that's you always say that's that. that when you, you have can, a team, you cannot just think you, that right. Jay will gonna take over for me, and it's gonna be the same. That's what it's analytics. Analytics never explain that's that right part right. of the story. No. They never do. They give you numbers. They say, "Oh, well, we'll just replace his production." But maybe that also takes something away from the locker room or well, lock, anything locker else. Locker room, the field. But, but the analytics don't look at when that production exists. All they look at is well, the numbers. Oh, he has eighty oh, catches yeah. for. 1,200 and nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. When is he getting it? Mm-hmm. When is he actually yeah. contributing Clutch to the damn team? You can't rate any you of that stuff in no. motion. No, I, so I, when I, I left, agree with when that. I left the Jets, I said they're going to be able to re- replace the production 100%. They went out there and threw Richie Anderson every damn ball. Richie Anderson was a fullback. They replaced the production, but it's so much more that they were not able to replace. And they're still trying to find it. After all these years. After all these years. How arrogant is Keyshawn Johnson, J. Will? (laughs) Keyshawn Johnson. He's such a jerk. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is why we got rid of him to begin with. On the Goodyear Hotline, coming up, your turn to talk. Call a roulette. And also, we got to ask Key, who needs game two tonight more? The Lakers (sighs) or the Clippers? Key will answer that after this from Indeed. Bet you can't find that point guard at Duke. On Indeed, but you can find that receiver in Keyshawn. The reason to find your next hire with Indeed are starting what? to add up. Just look at the numbers. That Instant Match searches Indeed. millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resume fits your description. They have 135 skill tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, visit Indeed.com slash credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So get ready, get on the line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tonight, by the way, guys, you've got NBA action, Celtics-Nets game two, then you got Lakers-Suns game two, and then you've got Mavericks-Clippers game two. Mavericks-Clippers being the latest Late game start. at 1030, 1030 tip. Start. Yep, oh. Lakers at 10 Eastern. I should say just Eastern for these, and then 730 Eastern for Celtics-Nets. So – both the Lakers and Clippers are down one game in the series so far going into game two. Who needs to win tonight? Who, who's facing a must win? Clippers. More important for which team? Clippers? Clippers. Why? Sure. Did you see what happened to them last year in the and, playoffs? And they're at home. They were up three to one and they were home. And they're home. If the Lakers have anything to fall back on, I mean, it, they wouldn't be happy, but did they, they did just win a world chip last year. Like when you play the Clippers at it's still at home. You're on the road. I mean, you're at home, not on the road. Right. So to drop two at home to a Dallas team, then Texas is wide open. So imagine <laughs> packed house. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. They go. All you right. saw the Rangers game the other night oh against the God. Yankees. Well, that's outdoor though. But it's Texas. <laughs> They're gonna be wide open. I mean, think about it. In New York, we have fifteen thousand. So imagine Texas is gonna try to add extra seats. I thought Kawhi owned L.A. Who I thought, said that? I, well, that's why I thought I mean, McCoy came to L.A. I it just, not, it saying, just hasn't worked out for him. So that's all. all right, so you're both saying Clippers. Yeah, right? I yeah. think it's the Clippers because yeah. the Lakers, if, Get, they, if, they come home. if they drop it tonight against the Suns, they come back home so we can make up but the difference. Don't let DeAndre Ayton have a better game than Anthony Davis I mean, tonight. Lose, I will be livid. Oh See, God. that's the thing. What's tomorrow? The Wednesday? on Anthony yes. Davis. See, between Taco Tuesday for me, Margaritas in the Laker game, mm. I may have to take off tomorrow. Yeah. Or come in later. I'll I may probably, have to put my phone on silent because you no, will I'll probably, be. I'll probably come in later, though. I might stay up and watch it with you just, just to get through it because if they're losing that game, 
I'm gonna need to see how. Yeah, because that's gonna be rough on me, man. If they, yeah, you'll be a mess. AD bet not. All right, let's let's go ahead and spin it. Call the roulette. Let's go. Say, man, what's up? Say, homie, what's up, man? Come here, let me holler at you. Wow, this never happens. It landed on line nine. What? Yeah, line nine. Okay, I just want to know why uh, Jay had a video game covered was super cool, but you never did. Like, what happened there? Well, first of all, what happened? Matt and you jerk was the cover of Madden game for many, many years. And at once upon a time, they were only putting you jerk again, the league MVPs on the front of the Madden game. So nice call, Buster. You're calling our callers jerks? Yeah, let's let's be Well, first of all, I wasn't a normal caller. You can't be angry because you weren't on the – don't don't hold that on the caller. It was Pat doing some fake research. I don't know who Pat is. I don't endorse – I don't know who Pat is. Who's Pat? Our callers jerks. It's more like Kiva. Yeah. Yeah. We're having that kind of day. Spin it! That's all right. Who's Pat? Pat who? We don't know who their names are. Let me change. Line five. I didn't say anything. So I'm putting this out in the universe now. Julio Jones to the Chargers. Get him. Mike Williams move Keenan to the slot. It's looking nice. And we got the Your thoughts? That's a good move, but they're not doing move. that. They're not gonna do that. But who Mike won't? Williams, Julio Jones, Keenan, eh, too much money tied up. Also, it looks like Pat started a trend. Please say your name and where you're calling from when you get on the air. <laughs> Fair yeah, point. He said screwing where school things he was up, from. trying to be slick. Spin it. And they cut him off mid sentence. Yeah, really? Just, I mean, what are we doing to call it? Line three. Yeah, it's uh, Robert from Virginia. Hey, Robert. Um, And there's been so much talk about uh, Justin Fields, who I think has tremendous potential, but I think he's not ready. And if I'm Matt, uh, the coach, I played Andy Dolphin for at least half the season as a starter. If you're six and two, you stay with him. If you're four and four, you got a decision to make. If you're two and six, you go with Fields. But I think it would be a huge mistake to play Fields right away. Robert, you're thinking like a rational person. Your job is on the line. Yeah. Well, so you can't crazy. Think rationally. I never, you know, me, I never disclose anything, but I had a conversation with somebody that's oh. deeply in Chicago right Don't now. Speaker like, right now? In general. No, 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 no. No, it's a shame. And we were just having a conversation about the quarterback situation, Justin yeah. Fields. He's going to start, man. He just like. Yeah, he looks. Like hey, you said, he looks yeah, good. Like, come on, Key. That's all. I was just like, and I'm not even going to go into it deeper than that. They just basically said, that. come on, Key. Can we, play the, can we play the goal call just one more time for the Islanders when, like, that goal call, it just, it's that the Look energy and emotion behind what? it. Here at turnover, Jeff for Bailey and alone. Shoot, scores! Josh Bailey has won it in overtime. Islanders win it 3 to 2. My daughter will watch this. Alan, do your family still own Central Park? Well, we apart, so we moved some. Some of the bad things went down Central Park. (laughs) Jeez.